So we finally get to Clear Lake Campground and we turn in and we pull in the driveway and um, my sister, or I guess my niece had told me, you're going to pull into the driveway toward the lake. You get to the end of the driveway, you're going to turn um, to the right and head to cabin number five. And uh, so we pull in this driveway, we get to the end and there's my sister having a little powwow with a bunch of her girl chums at the camp. And I pull up and I've got this big old silly grin on my face because I'm so happy to see my family after over 18 months. And what did she say? Winnie, I'm busy right now. I'll catch up with you in a minute. I'm right in the middle of something. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> no smile on my her face. My thought was Nothing. we waited 18 months for that. <laughs> it was such a greeting. Welcome. Welcome, Winnie. Welcome. Welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chip Podcast. This is episode 17 of season two, and we're calling this one, Oh Canada. Welcome. That was my husband, Bill, and my name is Winnie, and we are the owners of Quiet Shutter Fine Art and Photography. Welcome to our podcast, and the way we like to do our podcast is we will post nine photos to our Instagram account which is quiet shutter photo. And um, we will talk about those photos, what went into making the photo or the backstory or what was going on in the photo or whatever comes up. And today we're talking about something that I anticipated and waited for, for a long, long time. And what was that bill? Getting back to the motherland, Canada. Getting back onto the motherland soil. Before we get going, though, I want to thank Anchor Podcasting. It is a free um, podcast platform that you can access from the web or from a smart, uh, from your smartphone, an app you download, and uh, it's free. Pretty easy. If we can do it, you can do it too. Thanks, Anchor. Also, I want to thank our son. Andy, Outdoor Andy TV on Twitch and Instagram for hooking us up with our good sound system. Thanks, Andy. So since the pandemic, um, everything shut down, inclo including borders to other countries. And I, as you probably know, I'm from Canada and all of the rest of my family lives in Canada. And we were unable to go and visit them. So the last time we were in Canada to visit my family, especially my mother, was um, March 3rd for her 85th birthday. Correct, Bill? March 3rd of 2020. Of yes. 2020. So since then, we have waited for over 18 months. We've, we missed her 86th birthday. Well, I guess we didn't exactly miss it. We had a birthday party over Zoom. <laughs> yeah. 
we've missed Christmas and Thanksgivings and other celebrations. My um, my two sisters are in Canada. My um, my niece, who I just love, and her two little children have grown. And 18 months is a very long time to not see those that you love. Especially the little kids. They grow up so fast. It's so fast. Crazy how time flies. And I have to say, thank thank God for technology that we've been able to FaceTime and and share pictures and all of that. But there's nothing like getting a hug from a five year old. <laughs> you know, that's there's just nothing like it. And there's also nothing like hugging your eighty six year old mother either. Right, right. So we anticipated this for a very very long time, and uh, Canada finally opened its border to non-essential travelers um, if they were fully vaccinated and had a recent COVID um, test that was negative. Um, So what was the date of that? September 9th, I think, is the date that they opened the border. I think that was the day that they officially opened. And it was just working out so perfectly. My sister who lives in Manitoba, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, was going to be in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And my mom had rented a cabin down at the lake where my other sister and my niece and all of my sister's um, kids have um, campers. And uh, she rented a cabin and so we could all stay there and uh, all be together and enjoy the lake and be together, share meals together. So we had planned to head up to Canada on a Friday and stay till Monday night. But um, as the best laid plans go, they, they got a little interrupted and Bill and I had a funeral to attend on the Saturday of that. So our, um, our trip morphed into a little bit different trip. But we were determined, I was determined, that we were going no matter what. So the first trick in in doing this trip is getting that stupid COVID test, right? In the timely manner, you have to, you have to time it out so that it has to be uh, a negative test within 72 hours when you cross the border. And it has to be that long, the longer test, the, yeah, the, PCR, the PCR test. Yes. So we tried to think it through as best we could. We got the test, our test done on Thursday. And our plan was if we got the results back in time, we would leave after the funeral on Saturday and head up. Um, but we didn't have our test results on Saturday, did we? No. And we kind of, we kind of thought maybe it might take a couple of days. But when we got the test done, as we're driving away from the test center, they said, you'll have your results in one to four days. Yeah. And four days is no good because we looked at each other and said, it better not be four days. Yeah. If it's past 72 hours, you can't cross the border. Right. It's your test is no good anymore. Right. So um, we even packed our car with our travel, you know, our suitcases and, and, uh, after the funeral, we even kind of lingered in the car for a while, drove around because you know how it is. Once you go back home, it's hard to. Yeah, well, it's, it was a one hour drive back home. And we right. thought, well, why, why do that? So we wandered around for a while and nothing. I kept checking my email for the test results and I kept we checking. Thought, and... Well, let's go back home. We'll change our clothes. And, and as soon as it comes, 
We'll get in the car and we'll leave. Right. So I checked my phone every, every I'm going to say every half hour, but it might have been every 15 minutes. <laughs> and nothing, 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 nothing. So finally we went to bed and I kept checking my phone all night. And our plan was no matter what, in the morning, as early as we got up, we were going to jump in the car and just drive up to Sioux, Michigan and just sit there until the results came in and then we would cross the border. So um, we went to bed. I checked all night. I had such a restless night that you finally even left the bedroom, didn't you? Yeah, I went and slept on the couch. I know. I was restless. I was annoyed. I was exasperated. (laughs) I was... Uh, So I don't think I slept all night. And finally, at six o'clock in the morning, our test results came in. And so I went and got Bill off the couch and we jumped into our clothes and got in the car and away we went. So if you go to our pictures, Bill. Okay. What do you see for the first picture? Ah, well, this is the international bridge between Sioux, Michigan and Sioux, Ontario. And there's absolutely no one on the bridge except us. It was the spookiest thing. First of all, it's not the most beautiful bridge in the world. True, but I've seen worse. I mean, bridges are, you know, engineering amazing things, but it's not the prettiest bridge. And when you drive in from Sioux, Michigan into Sioux, Ontario, it's you drive through a pretty industrial part. Yeah. And so you see the Algoma steel plant on one side, you see what used to be the St. Mary's paper plant mill on the other side. And so it's not the most beautiful thing, but this first picture is a picture of the bridge from taken from the front windshield of the car. The crazy thing is this is usually quite a busy bridge. It's a very busy bridge. There's usually all kinds of trucks and, you know, people going both directions. It's quite busy most of the time. Yeah. And a lot of times you have to sit in traffic and wait to get through customs when you get to uh, to the other side of the bridge. The, The bridge, as you can see in this picture, had zero cars on it. We were the only vehicle on the whole bridge. It was really weird which was fine when we got to customs because it was easy we didn't have to wait am, for anything but it felt apocalyptic didn't it yeah, like it you did. know it did we're the only people alive in the world <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but my mother had said you know you might have to wait because you know people have been waiting for so long to to be able to come into canada that there's long lines you might have to wait there was zero line right and we soon found out why really yeah there's a reason. So um, we had printed out our negative COVID test results um, at home. We had our proof of vaccine. We had our vaccine cards. We had our identification. Bill has an enhanced driver's license. I have a green card. I have um, a Canadian passport and, of course, my driver's license. So we had all of that pulled out and ready to go. We were a little bit nervous about, you know, getting through all the red tape. So I had that all together, ready to go. And we pull up to the booth and I, you know, hand bill the stuff. He's going to hand the, the man working the, at the booth, at the booth, the customs officer, um, all of our information. What did he say to you, Bill? He said, um, you know about the no no first he said just your id please oh yeah i just want to see your id so he types our our identification into his database and that's when he sat back and said are you familiar with the 
Arrive Can. Arrive Can website. App. The app you need for your smartphone, to which you said. I was familiar with it. I had downloaded the app, but I hadn't gone through the procedure of filling out all my information into the app because I had it all printed out. Which it says on your website that you can just use a paper copy. And he said. No. Right. <laughs> he said. He actually leaned in and said, well, you're Canadian, ma'am. I can't refuse you, but I am refusing your husband and I'm assuming you want to go with him back to the United States. I couldn't believe it. He said we, that we had to use the app to fill out the information for ArriveCan. And I said, can't we just pull over and fill it out? And he said, no, it has to be done from the, the United, United States. States. So we turned around and drove across the empty bridge a second time. And we should back up too. We paid $4 to cross the bridge the first time. Then we crossed the bridge to go back into Michigan and paid $4 again. We pulled over into a gas station parking lot and filled out this Arrive Can um, app. I'm going to say that over again because in case anybody out there wants to travel to Canada, you must download the Arrive Can app to your phone and fill out all your information ahead of your arrival into Canada or it will be a problem. Yes, it will be. And filling out the app is no fun. I didn't find fun anyways. It, you have to fill out a questionnaire about um, when you plan to travel to Canada, how long you're going to be there. If you have to quarantine while you're in Canada, you have to have a place that you can do that. Um, you have to upload photos of your um, vaccination proof of vaccination and upload um, proof of your uh, negative COVID test. And you have to um, fill out information about you and your identification and all of that. And then they ask, when it gets towards the end, they ask a very simple question. Have you traveled to any other countries in the last two weeks? But at least on my phone, the answer where you answered yes or no hid behind the little tab that said, save this information and move forward, save and continue. So if you'd pull it up so you could click yes or no, and then let go, it would hide again behind that save and continue. And if you accidentally hit save and continue, it would take you back to the beginning where you would have to start over. And it was the most frustrating thing in the world. You did it like 12 times. Oh, I was so frustrated. I could feel my face getting red. My ears were pounding, so I know my blood pressure was elevated. And I just, I kept saying to Bill, what are we going to do? If I can't complete filling out this app, what are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, are we going to go drive across and say, your app isn't working? I Like, what do we do? And you have, really, you have no rights that when you're crossing a border from one country to another, they can decide to grant you entry or not. And I was. Yeah, it's totally up to them. And I'm, I'm getting panicky just thinking about it. We were getting to it. the point where 72 hours was just about past. Right, right. So you've got that pressure on you too. And finally, in a frustration, I just sort of took my finger and pulled, 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 pulled. And finally, it accidentally hit it. So um, and it allowed me to move on and finish filling out the app. So uh, as soon as that was done, we turned around, paid another $4 to cross the bridge again. And this time it went pretty smoothly, right? 
Yeah, it was a totally different officer that time too. So, well, they um, were just changing officers as we were pulling up, and again the third time, us being the only car on the bridge. Yeah, it was crazy. It was the weirdest thing. So finally, we get through. Our information is all uploaded to the government site, and so when he typed in our IDs, it all came up, and it was all there, and everything was in order, and away we got to go. So we headed to the camp. <laughs> we headed to to camp, which was about an hour um, east of Sault Ste. Marie, correct? Yeah, almost an hour and a half, actually. It was further than we thought, actually. So we finally get to Clear Lake Campground. And we turn in and we pull in the driveway and um, my sister, or I guess my niece had told me, you're going to pull into the driveway toward the lake. You get to the end of the driveway, you're going to turn to the right and head to cabin number five. And uh, so we pull in this driveway, we get to the end and there's my sister having a little powwow with a bunch of her girl chums at the camp. And I pull up and I've got this big old silly grin on my face because I'm so happy to see my family after over 18 months. And what did she say? Winnie, I'm busy right now. I'll catch up with you in a minute. I'm right in the middle of something. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) No smile on her face. My thought was we waited 18 months for that. (laughs) It was such a greeting. Welcome. Welcome, Winnie. Welcome. Leave me alone. Get over on the shelf. I'll deal with you in a while. <laughs> okay. So we turned around, turned to the right, and we drove to cabin five. And if you go to our next picture, there's your mom. We found my mom. Yay. Yay. Isn't she cute? Hello, Doris. Hello, Doris. I love my mother. She is just the sweetest lady. She's really unpretentious. She, everybody loves my mom, I think. She gives a pretty good back rub. She's uh, to Doug. <laughs> she, she loves her son in laws, but mostly she loves her son in law, Doug. Oh, that Dougie. Oh, Doug. And Doug was there. My sister Robin, who lives in Winnipeg, her husband, Doug, is my mom's favorite out of all of us. And they were there. So we got to see them. They were excited to see us, all of them. Yep. They were super excited to see us. Yep. And the kids were all in the lake swimming, and they were super excited to see us. And we got a proper greeting from that group, in spite of Frances's whatever was pressing with her. (laughs) So um, actually, let's go to my next picture. All righty. And that is you and your two sisters. This is a picture of me. I'm in the middle. And the well-adjusted middle child. The well-adjusted middle child. Uh, my sister, Frances, finally happy to see me to, um, let's see, she'd be in the right of this picture. And on the left is my younger sister, Robin. And uh, you wouldn't, I mean, if you saw us and you didn't know that we were sisters. I don't think you would think we we're sisters. I don't think we all look that much alike, do you? I don't think so, but people say, "Oh, you look so you look like your sister." I don't look but, like Robin hmm. for sure. Robin is is taller, she has long uh lean arms and legs and Francis and I are built a little more like. We're a little more short and chunky, but Anyways, that's a happy picture, don't you think? Yeah. 
I wish you had told me to take my stupid reading glasses off my head when you took the picture. You should, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You look what, fine. Yeah, whatever. It was just, it was all being together. It was so, I felt so relieved. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know that you love my family too. I don't know if you felt quite as strongly as I did, but I, you know, it's a long time to not see your family. Well, we were concerned primarily with your mother being at the age she is that who knows. Yeah. And you know what? She was over this year of COVID. She's been very healthy. You know, um, I mean, she wasn't exactly quarantined all the time. She had people, you know, family members and friends that would bring her groceries or take her to the bank or whatever. So it wasn't like she wasn't seeing anybody. But, you know, you're just not going out in big social gatherings and stuff. And right. so right. she, my mom is very susceptible to uh, respiratory illnesses like bronchitis. Like often in the winter, she'll get about a bronchitis and she just is coughing, coughing, coughing. And she didn't get any of that last year. No, because the people she were was around were not going anywhere either. Right, so. right. An interesting case study in, in how we all are, you know, I don't. You know, maybe for some people in that vulnerable category, they should have masks, you know, even in non-pandemic times. If you Probably. go somewhere that's that's a lot of people in the public, you should just. I think Asian people have done that in their countries for years and it's not necessarily a bad thing to do. So let's go to our next picture because here's another big reason we were anxious to get there. <laughs> yeah, this is a picture of the, the young Part of the family. <laughs> so this is a picture of my niece, Hillary's two boys. They're in the back. One of them's upside down. <laughs> One of them's missing a front tooth. And the um, boy and girl in the front in this, of this picture are uh, my sister's stepdaughter, Tasha's kids. So um, I would say Tasha is my niece. And these are my niece and nephew, um, Tasha's kids. And they, you know, they spend the whole summer off and on down at their camp on Clear Lake and the kids get to run around from one camper to another and get in the lake and go for big hikes. And what a wonderful, what a wonderful summer for kids, eh? Yeah, they, they really had a blast down there and it's been a couple summers now they've been doing this actually. I think and maybe they, three summers and really... I just think it's fantastic. You know, they're not sitting in front of a device, in front of a television, you know. Right. Not. They get to play and jump in and out of the lake and ride bikes all over the place and get to be kids. You know, yeah. they, they fight like brothers and sisters, too. As far yeah, as that these goes, cousins but, are pretty tight with each yeah. other, but you're yeah. right. They fight. <laughs> they can fight like that. But then, you know, half hour later, they forgot and they moved on. And, yep. But you can just tell in this picture, I just wanted them to sit on the couch, the four of them, let me get a picture. But no, nothing is simple. <laughs> One's be, upside down. They had to be crazy for They're you. They're just crazy. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we were super happy to see them. Yep. Move to the next picture. And this is another picture <laughs> with the kids. This is you with Hudson and Kingston. They're Hillary's boys. Hudson is a boy after my own heart because he's very creative and artistic. He loves to paint and color and design and create and engineer and um, very happy to do those things. Um, Kingston is a stand-up comic. And, 
He loves to make people laugh. He lives to make people laugh. And, you know, you can just picture this kid when he's an adult. He's just, he's so different than his brother, although the two of them are tight. Yep. Um, they're only, are they two years apart? Uh, barely. Barely two years apart. Two years in school, I think. Right. And, um, but Kingston, you can just picture him as an adult. He's going to be that adult that's always got a joke and is always making people laugh and, and maybe... At this point in time, he looks like he might be kind of husky built and strong. And yeah, uh, I love that he's wearing a, a hat that says Canada and it's faded it's out. All and, faded. Oh, that looks That's like an he's, oldie, but he's five years old, but it looks like he's had the hat for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and no kid that age can just take a serious picture, man. They've got to make funny faces or do funny hand gestures or I, I was so happy to see them. Me too. So All right. The next picture. Next photo. What do you see, Bill? Oh, my computer's screwing up here. Got it. So this is a picture of my mom and my uh, two sisters and myself. Because the first thing they wanted to do was uh, play cards. Play cards. Who? What? <laughs> Where did this come from? Somebody's had too much time on their hands for the last I couple guess years. that's what it is. Now, I know that my mom does enjoy playing games. Yeah, she does. She does. And I guess I knew that Francis enjoyed playing, like, card games. Right. But when I was growing up, Robin hated to play games. She hated games because you might lose, and she she didn't know how to react when she, when she was little. Mm -hmm. I, so I thought she'd be an adult who doesn't like to play games. I'm not a big game player. I mean, sometimes I like to play Euchre. Yeah. Well, it gave you a chance for the four of you to catch up on things. They were serious about playing this stupid even card game. I even hated talk. every you minute to, of it. You had to play cards. It was something you really had to concentrate on, too. It was called sticks. And you pulled this, like, um, tongue depressor out of a bag. And it was written on this stick. The kind of um, the kind of cards you had to collect, you know, a, okay. a straight run of this and uh, and uh, whatever, and something. This has you need this number of this many cards in the same suit. The same. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> too many couldn't... rules. Too many rules and too much to think about. You just wanted to go and visit. And I just, just wanted, wanted to, to visit. Yeah. So we played cards. But it was good to be together, so I sucked it up. <laughs> I probably complained a lot. Were you there? I don't know. I was probably out on the boat at that point. Yeah, lucky you. <laughs> I didn't have to play cards. No, actually, I think it was helping Doug make dinner at that point. So. Oh, that's right. He was making a really special dinner. Right. He was making paella. Right. Which I've never had before. Paella is a special Spanish dish correct i believe so and it's kind of like a spanish version of stew slash stir jambalaya fry? type jambalaya? of thing that would be spanish jambalaya is the easiest way that i would describe I guess, it yeah jambalaya is probably the but it's good it was, it was good. really good it was really good it just was very complicated all the stuff we had to put together to make it happen and and the kitchen was uh 
a little kitchen. It was a tiny, tiny, tiny kitchen. No room to work in it. So it was challenging. But it it turned out fine. I got a chance to talk with Doug for a while. And and Doug is a sweetheart. He's a real Doug type. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's go to our next photo. All right. Oh. It's Kingston, the thinker. The thinker. Hillary brought a game of checkers to camp. And man, the kids all loved to to play checkers. And I'd actually forgotten how to play checkers. Because you hate games. Well, I guess I hate games. (laughs) Do you play checkers? No. I forgot that you like, you do a king me thing. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I used to play checkers with uh, old people. When I was a kid. Well, look at this picture of Kingston. He could be an old person, right? No, I think I'm starting to think that Kingston might be a Benjamin Button. A Benjamin Button. Look, look alike. I mean, he's got the hat for it. He's five years old. He's wearing the hat that he's owned for 20 years, and he's sitting in front of a chess game. Arm crossed, uh, one arm crossed his chest, and the other arm with his hand over his mouth eyes off to the side but you can tell he's thinking hard he just had a cigarette in that hand he'd, be, <laughs> he'd have it i know he was playing chess with my mom so he's playing with nana and he was uh, he was thinking hard about what his next move would yeah, be because nana plays to win i was gonna say nana even with the little kids she doesn't cut them any slack man she plays to win yeah I love this picture of Kingston. That's a good one. I just, I love that that's the hat he wants. Is this, I don't know where it came from. Maybe there's a story behind it, but. Looks like they found it on the shore of the lake. It looks like people ran over it for a while. (laughs) Went in the ice in the winter and they picked it up on the shore in the spring when the thaw came out. This kid is so darn cute. Yeah. He's got a great smile, but he's just cute in general. He just makes me want to smile every time I see him. (laughs) All right. Next picture. The next picture is your niece, Hillary, on the left and her stepsister, Tasha, on the right. Yeah. These two are, um, yeah, my sister, Francis's husband, Lane. This is his daughter, Tasha. And then this is Francis's daughter, Hillary. And boy, I think they might be the same age or at least within a year of each other. They're pretty close. Yep. And they both have two kids and the kids are pretty close in age. And um, so they're pretty tight. Good moms, really good moms, good kids. I'm going to blow this picture up bigger. I think you can see reflected in Tasha's mirrored sunglasses. Can you see what's going on? I'm trying to get it to scroll up. What are they doing? Painting? Yeah. I think Frances did this. She rolled out um, some big rolls of brown paper and brought markers. And Oh, yeah. She covered the whole picnic table. Covered the whole picnic table. And um, the kids were deep involved in drawing a treasure map. Right. So um, Frances and um, Tosh, no, Frances, no, Robin and Doug, I think, before we got there that day, Robin and Doug had created a... um, scavenger hunt hunt for the kids and they loved it and they loved it and it took them all over the campground yeah and um so the kids were really into that that day they you know they were going to find treasure or something somewhere so they were really liking the treasures yeah 
I love that, that Great at the for camp, their imagination too. you know, they're all, um, they're all, you know, organizing games and things for these kids to play all the time. And just a wonderful, just a wonderful place. Yeah. Not just those kids too. I mean, there's kids all oh. over the park and they all just seem to do that kind of stuff all together all summer long. It's just, yeah. just a great time for the kids. Yeah. So let's go to our next picture, which I think is our last picture, Bill. Yeah, I think. Yep, it is. And what do you see? Your mom. Yeah. And Hudson. And look at that look on my mom. <laughs> she loves those boys. She really, really loves those boys. She loves her grandchildren. Yeah. She really does. And especially Hudson and Kingston. Um, you know, they were able to come and visit her um, occasionally during the pandemic. And man, was would that brighten her, not just her day. She would be talking about it for days and days and days. Oh, yeah. Yep. She would call me up and tell me all about Hillary and the kids visiting or Hillary and Sean and the kids visiting. And, and the next day she'd remember something else about what the kids said or did. <laughs> yeah. So in this picture, I want to take a photo and Hudson is looking at me and smiling and my mom can't even stand it. She can't even look at the camera. <laughs> she's just so tickled with the kids that she's just looking at Hudson. You can just tell yeah. how much she loves them. She does. Yeah. And I love, look at Hudson's got his arm around his Nana. Great Nana. I love that the kids are, are comfortable with Nana too. Yeah. They've, I mean, they've known her all, all their lives and uh, they've actually been really close to her, to yeah. her all the time. So yeah, they, they really They're, do. Like yeah, I mean, too. I remember being sometimes kind of uncomfortable at my grandma's houses. Yeah. You know, I, they weren't, they didn't feel that cuddly or accessible and I felt like you better sit and be good and not get into trouble. And well, it seems like our, um, our generation, the ki when we were, were look, look like these guys that, they used to shoo the kids away from the right. parents quite a bit too, for whatever reason. So oh, my mom, we always know, felt a little uneasy around the grandparents. She's, you know, in her eighties. And ever since these kids were born, she just, you know, half, she had walks with a cane now and, and, you know, her feet bother her. And, um, but when the kids are around, man, she gets down on the floor with them. And she yeah. She feels young when she's them around them and she's got yep. a bad back and yeah. I remember before the pandemic, when we were visiting, the kids came over and she got kind of down on the floor so they could give her a big hug. And Hudson, who is very tender and sweet, gave her a big hug and said, I love you. And Kingston gave her a hug and then he backed up and punched her in the nose. And I love you so much. I'm going to smack you in the <laughs> and, face. And what did my mom do? She just laughed. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, if it had been us as kids, we'd probably gotten a big spanking or something. But no, she loves those kids. What a what a joy to see her with her grandkids, too. Yep. It just really is wonderful. Yes. And now she's in Winnipeg for three months. Yeah. So now we can't even go back to see My her for a while. My sister Robin but... and her husband, Doug, the favored one, um, have taken my mom back to Winnipeg for, for I don't know if it's quite three months, but... Um, she does love to go out there. Nice change of scenery for her. Uh, Robin and Doug dote on her. And uh, yeah, she's having a good time. So that makes me happy. But they were going to be leaving to go to Winnipeg just days after our visit. Right. So we really only had one opportunity to get up there and see my mom before 
it would have been a wait another three month wait. So we only got to stay. We got there at noon on Sunday and we had to leave to come home at six o'clock on Monday. So yep. we were only there a little over 24 hours. Yep. But we packed a lot in. We got a couple of boat rides and we had some really good meals together, played some boring games of cards. <laughs> Watch a big thunderstorm go there through. There was a big storm came through the lake and All and played with the kids and it was it was wonderful. It yep. really was wonderful. Yep. Too short, but it good was to okay. See everybody. I was happy. So we'll probably be able to get back into Canada and I hope probably will time it for when Robin and Doug bring my mom back again. Right. Um, that would be good. But I, and I wonder if, well, I'm sure that those stipulations are still going to be in place for quite a while as far as getting a test. And, but at least now we know how to use the arrive can. Yes, we do. App, So we can get all that done ahead of time. And let's hope that COVID-19 doesn't get worse and that the borders don't close again. So yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. I'll get on my little soapbox and do your part and get vaccinated. We're never going to get past this if we don't get everybody vaccinated. So, um, yeah. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, get vaccinated so we can all get back to normal because what you do does affect other people. So Absolutely. get on board and maybe we can all have a chance to have a little bit of normalcy again in maybe, our lives. Maybe this year we'll have Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, maybe. Ugh. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope. So I think this is a little shorter version of our podcast today, but that's because our trip to Canada was short. Um, but uh, just couldn't wait to share that with you. It was a wonderful time, and it was very hopeful to be able to be, travel internationally and to see my family and um, I don't have an inspirational quote or an inspirational story today to tell to share with you other than this. We got to go to Canada. Oh, yeah. Canada. Oh, Canada. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a great day. Talk to you in two weeks. Yeah.